Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, today we have a great interview with 
Dr. Heather Bartos, and Heather is a board-certified OBGYN, author, speaker, and mom, and Heather is the leading voice in the field of women's health, particularly in women's sexual health. And today, Heather shares her personal experience um, with issues in her marriage around sex and that... Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof, (laughs) exactly. And she's very... Um, open about it, which is super valuable to understand that even experts in the field have their own issues. And uh, there's a lot to be learned from what Heather has to share. So we hope you guys get as much value out of it as we did. Enjoy today's episode. Heather, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks, sir. I appreciate it. Heather, in the pre-show, we were talking about today's topic and you shared that you wanted to get personal and we love the idea of you as a sexual health expert sharing with us and uh, under your own volition. <laughs> we don't ever want to <laughs> push our guests. I was not forced. That's right. <laughs> exactly. About your experience in a sexless marriage. And uh, we think this could be very valuable for our listeners to hear a personal experience from an expert. So why don't we jump in? Why do you want to talk about this? And why is it important <laughs> for you uh, to kind of share your experience? Well, you know, I, I think it's really, so I'm a gynecologist by training and I really entered into the sexual health and wellness space about eight years ago because we're not really trained in this, in this milieu for women, you know, and, and of course I take care of women primarily, but you know, most women are parts of couples. And so I end up taking care of the couple as well. And, you know, there was a lot that I learned from different patients and then all of a sudden it hit home, like literally it hit in my home. And I think that it's important for us that are in the sexual health space to let people know, you know, we're not all perfect. We don't have these amazing sex lives. I don't do 12 hours of Tantra. I, you know, I have kids and dogs and a donkey and I, you know, life gets in the way. And I think it's important that we, we share. So there's a commonality and a universality among all of us that we're just trying to get to the best that we can be at. When did you realize that this was maybe an issue or something in your personal life that you wanted to address. And then let's talk about how you navigated it. Yeah. So um, I've been married now 15 years and this was around year nine and we had very young children. Uh, we were a little bit older when we had our children. And of course I was a busy doctor, you know, I'm an OB. So I'm out all hours of the night delivering babies. I'm exhausted. I was a young mom. I had mom of young kids. I was an old mom. And, you know, all of a sudden I noticed that kind of it had been forgotten for a while, you know, kind of, you know, that kind of happens. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, when was the last time that we've had sex? And, and days kind of turn into weeks, kind of turn into months. And what I noticed was, and a lot of, a lot of patients assume that 
it's always the woman that has the low libido. But the truth was in our relationship, my husband stopped wanting to have sex. And at first I was like, oh, okay, I guess he's tired too. And I made a lot of allowances for it because we were busy. And then, you know, the calendar starts flipping, you know, every month and now, oh, it's Halloween and now it's Christmas. And wow, uh, he hasn't made a move at all. And so I start making some moves. I'm like, you know, trying to be all suave. And I'm like, I'm going to make the move here. And, and I was rebuffed. You know, it was, it was, no, I'm not really feeling that tonight. No, some other time. And, and those excuses kind of became the norm. And so first I did what all women probably do when their husband doesn't want to have sex with them. I thought, oh my gosh, he's cheating. He's got to be cheating. And I actually was Googling, you know, PIs, like private investigators in my area, because I want to catch that bastard cheating. (laughs) And I'm like, this is it. Like, he's cheating on me. And, but the truth is he was home with the kids while I was working. So I don't know how he would have been cheating on me. There was really no time. And so I kind of went by that one. And then I thought, oh, this is it. He's gay. He's turned gay. I've turned my (laughs) husband gay. He's, I'm going to be one of those women like Grace and Frankie, where my husband has turned gay and I'll live with another woman whose husband also turned gay. And and it'll be all real, real sweet and all that. And, and he assured me, he goes, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gay. And so then I thought, oh, it's me. Like, it's me. Like I'm now 40. I was a little fatter since, you know, since a couple of kids, I'll put rounder. And that's like the new kind of way to say that. But this is what was going through my head. I was like, I am actually someone that's, that he doesn't want to have sex with. He doesn't want to be with me, um, it must be something I'm doing. Like all of a sudden, either I'm bad at it, or you know, I just am so hideous that he doesn't look at me in the same way. And it took a huge, huge hit on my self esteem because I assumed it had to be me because that was the only thing, right? That's all I could put into mm-hmm. the relationship was well, well, it was me. And so I actually one day uh, did something horrible. I don't recommend this for any couple. I don't recommend this. This is not doctor recommended. I actually, I actually, um, I actually slut shamed him and I'm not proud of it, but I talk about it now and he he and I talk about it now. He had kind of had a very uh, prolific sex life before we had gotten together and and I know this and I was fine with it. Everyone has their own sex stories prior to getting together like you guys did, right? So I thought, okay, you wore it out. Like, what'd you do? You could have all this sex before with people and now you got nothing left for me. And he got so hurt and angry and just really angry. I mean, we couldn't have any conversation without screaming at each other. And so as you can imagine, because this is a relationship podcast, that the relationship was not solid anymore, right? There's kind of several things that couples argue about. One is sex and one is money, um, kids. And so we just basically crumbled but we wanted to stay together um, because, you know, we had children. So we want to stay together. And so I had to start thinking, what are we going to do? This went on for two years. And we even went on anniversary. No one could tell from the outside how miserable 
we were on the inside because we were kind of, oh, look, we're the happy couple. And we went to Scotland together for our 10th anniversary. And we went here and we did this. And and there was never any intimacy, never any any kissing, any nothing. It was like two strangers living together. So what did you do? <laughs> we want to hear. Well, you know, I really wanted to, I really wanted to make it work. And I didn't know at that time how much my sex shaming had affected him. And I think that as women, we often use our words to hurt and we're pretty good at it. I mean, like, look at high school girls can be like the meanest people on the planet, right? I mean, like we should use them like to go fight ISIS or something because I mean, they can just be so mean, they bully. And, and that's exactly what I did because I didn't know how to have a more adult version of the conversation, a vulnerable conversation about how the fact is I was hurt that he wasn't wanting to have sex. And so I started kind of really digging in saying, okay, well, what's, what are my choices here? My choice is I can leave him and then we're going to have custody stuff and we owned a business together. We owned a practice together. So we have to divide all that up and all of that. Or I could figure out how to be happy and and feel sexual in a perhaps long, long-term sexless marriage? And could I be happy with that? So the first thing I really started doing was I started looking at, first of all, I took ownership of the fact that I totally was, was in the wrong and I slut-shamed him. And I didn't apologize to him yet about that because we really weren't having in-depth conversations. But what I started to do was start to look at me why did I automatically assume because I was 40 that I was no longer uh, attractive? Why did I assume that because I gained a few pounds, I was no longer sexually attractive? And I started to kind of really dig into that whole idea, right? And if we look at women, because that's really who I treat mostly, there are some very, very sexy women as you get up into 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s. I mean, Helen Mirren, hot, right? <laughs> Sophia Loren still looks amazing. But we as women have been kind of trained, culturally trained to think that youth equates with sexuality. And so I really had to break that whole belief for myself. And the way I did it was I started looking for role models who were older that I thought were sexy. Not that I wanted to have sex with them, but that I wanted to, like, I was like, they are sexy. I mean, I mentioned Grace and Frankie, which is a great show. And, and both of those women are in their 80s. And you might look at them and go, oh, wow, they're hot. I want a poster of Lily Tomlin on my wall. That's, that's an immature version of what sexuality is. But they are confident. They're free. They're free to be who they want to be. And I started going, that's the kind of sexuality, the sexy that I really wanted to start feeling. And I looked for women that were a little bit rounder. And, you know, who are those women that are really sexy? Melissa McCarthy you know, is hilarious, very beautiful, very sexy and rounder. And I started finding all these little niches of the things that I felt were weaknesses and I turned them into what I felt like were my sexual strengths. By doing that, I kind of opened up the conversation a little bit because I didn't need to say, hey, how do I look in this outfit and wait for him to go, oh, it looks good. Looks, yeah, it looks fine. And I'd be like, oh, I must not look good. I said, I walked out with like, I'm looking good tonight. Don't you? I mean, I'm looking good, right? Okay, uh, let's go. And I think that my switch into being a sexually confident woman, I, I kind of, I always call it finding my inner sexy, 
shifted the way that he saw me. Because no longer was I this victim, sad woman that was like, why don't you want to have sex with me? Why don't you want to have sex? I mean, that would be annoying. I could see that now. That was probably really not my finest uh, hour. And and so I started doing this. I, I, didn't give a, I didn't care. I didn't care if he didn't think that that was a good look. I felt really, really good in it. And I started working on my own, what my own sexual pleasures were. I didn't do that. I wasn't raised in a house where we were taught to, this is how you pleasure yourself. This is how you go seek what is interesting and pleasurable to you. So I started looking for what was pleasurable to me. And finally, I mean, finally, two years later, it was on our anniversary, actually. And I asked him, I go, what, what's a sexual fantasy that you have? And I think it kind of took him a little bit. It wasn't the typical, are we going to have sex tonight? And I wasn't desperate because I had gotten there a couple of times. And he was like, oh, um, well. And then he kind of started to list off a couple of things to the point where we started having a conversation just about fantasies. That was kind of it. Then after that, I started working into, hey, I know I did this to you. I know I sexually shamed you, but just, I want you to hear my side. I was so hurt and I was so afraid that I was no longer this awesome, amazing wife that you were proud of that I, I kind of lashed out. I don't think he realized that he had hurt me as much as he had. And so we had to get to that point where we're like, wow, okay, I get it. You know, and we both apologized. And it worked back in slowly. And and now, you know, now, I mean, we still have sexless points. Everyone did. Like last year with the pandemic, everyone stopped having sex for a while or they were having a lot of sex. And now we can kind of laugh out. I go, you know, it's been like two weeks or three weeks or a month. And he's like, oh, I better go take my testosterone shot or whatever. We just kind of make fun of it now. And it's a lot more lighthearted. No one's taking offense at it. No one's feeling neglected. And so it really had to, basically, I had to fix me to fix us. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. 
Their white bread is so good, and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family, and we all walked to the lake, and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and, of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab-and-go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code IDO at checkout. That's IDO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Thank you for sharing that, Heather. And I love how you were in this issue and you were feeling hurt and you didn't, yeah, like you said, you were honest. You didn't handle it great. No one's perfect. So that's very relatable. But then you took ownership and we talk about it a lot on the show that someone's listening and they're struggling in their relationship. They're frustrated with their partner. Their partner won't listen to the show or go to therapy, but they can actually take the first steps and you don't have to wait for your partner and there's action to be had. And usually it's better to start with ourselves than looking to our partner to change. And, and it seems like you didn't start it at first, but you got there and then actually started to see change in your relationship. Yeah. And it's something that the whole time I had been talking to my patients about doing. 
but I couldn't, it's kind of that old physician heal thyself. I couldn't get there myself yet because I was too in it. And it's easy for me to tell a couple that I see or a woman that comes in, hey, this is what's going on because I'm on the outside looking down. But here I was so wrapped up into it. There were so many emotions that it took me finally kicking myself in my own ass to kind of say, okay, let me step back. This is what's going on. And it had to do with ownership. Ownership is huge. It's so big. What would you say to the couples who maybe they're not in a sexless marriage, but they're in a marriage where they're not satisfied with the amount of sex they're having. So maybe there's just, it's just unequal from what one person wants to the other. What advice would you give to those couples? Yeah, I I think a lot of couples are, I mean, there's no way that we can match our libidos perfectly, right? And and I, I think that we, like I said, we always assume that women have the low libidos and that's always kind of the joke, right? The memes out there, honey, I have a headache, honey, not tonight. But the truth is a lot of women that come to me will say, my 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 husband doesn't want to have sex. My partner doesn't want to have sex. I mean, what am I supposed to do? And so I think that one, admitting that, and, I, and that's why I love that this is a this is kind of a couple's one is that the, the guys don't get a fair shake in this. And I'm not usually one to be super pro guy because I'm a gynecologist, but the guys don't get a fair shake. There's not usually a lot of help for them. We don't acknowledge the stress and the strain that they go through. And it's also looking at a map of your biology, right? So we know that after a woman has a baby, that sex drive naturally decreases. Like that's actually part of of kind of our normal physiology that while we're breastfeeding, the hormones suppress libido because nature doesn't want us to have another baby right away. We also know that, you know, um, when we get closer to perimenopause and menopause, things change and we don't give men or women a roadmap of what their biology, we just assume, hey, uh, we're going to keep going for it the whole way. And I think understanding each other's ebbs and flows just from a biology standpoint can be really helpful in saying, okay, well, now where is where is he right now? Is he always 48? He's lost muscle mass. He's gaining some weight. You know, what's going on? Is he losing hair? I mean, you know, does he need to go to a a physician and get checked out? Does he have low T? Does he have a thyroid issue? Is he diabetic? Because, you know, you guys are not always as good at going to the doctor as the women are. And, And getting everyone checked out biologically. I think that's really essential. And then having that conversation and saying, I would like to be having sex this, you know, this often. And your partner's going to say what they would prefer. And it's going to be like everything else. There's going to be some compromise. And there's going to be months where you're having sex a lot. And then all of a sudden, it's going to drop off for a little bit of time. But the point is, it has to be on the top of, I hate to say the to-do list, but it always has to be in the forefront. Let's make sure that our sexual life is happy together, or at least as happy as it can be today. You mentioned understanding our biology, men and women. And we've talked about that in the past and we'll put a link to the episode, but we had a whole episode on um, the female cycle and understanding the importance of uh, uh, females to understand it for themselves and their partners to understand it because that has a huge effect on depending on the individual, but mood, sex drive, and that can be really valuable to for both partners to understand. Absolutely. And just knowing more about, I mean, women should know more about, about the men's 
issues and cycles as they go through things and and men should know all about the women. It's just going to make you a better lover too, because you're going to be just more understanding in general. Going back to your personal journey and the trials and tribulations that you had to navigate and will continue because we're always trying to to improve and no relationship's perfect. What would you tell yourself if you could rewind and maybe do it again, how you would think about everything and how you would navigate it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think for me, I had to go through this period just to become a better physician and practitioner for my patients because nothing opens up a conversation about sex more than I always call it my TMI talk about my own sex life because I think again we assume that that doctors and all these scientists have these great sex lives and it's not always true um but if I was just you know average Susie on the street, I would be like, you know what? I shouldn't have cut deep. I shouldn't have gone straight to the shaming because shame, as we know from Brene Brown's work and everything, is really so damaging. And it can be long-term damaging. And we're all shamed and we're all sexually shamed from a young age even. And so I probably would have started opening up those conversation skills earlier or talked about how I am really feeling um, unworthy and unloved. And this is what I'm asking for. And I would have tried probably that technique first. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner, all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Hey, Love Tribe. I have just a few questions for you. I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? and you want to feel truly heard? Or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? 
Or do you just long for those fun, giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. That's so important. I think often when we're hurt in a relationship, our inner child comes out. So that might be expressed in shame or anger, and it's never going to be productive. But it, you know, for the relationship. But easier said than done. So you sharing this story is is valuable because I'm sure there's listeners out there who are frustrated with their sex life and maybe they're wanting to blame their partner, shame their partner. And then that's just going to put you in a deeper hole to try to climb out of. So, so taking that time to not do that. And again, like in a perfect (laughs) world, we'll, we'll just be perfect all the time. Um, But that is so valuable because then there's not as big of a hole to climb out of and still have this thing to address of the, the issues with with your sex life but now there's not another layer of of an argument or anger or lashing out to to dig out of as well yeah it's it's you're right i mean we're not perfect and even like i said even while i was telling patients how to fix their own sex life my own sex life at home was crumbling and it's almost ironic that i couldn't follow my own advice but <laughs> but follow my own advice. <laughs> Don't be like me. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about the biggest issues that you saw in your practice when people are coming to talk to you about maybe their, their sexual issues within the relationship? You know, it, I really think Sarah, it all kind of boils down. It's interesting. I'll have women that will come that, you know, that again, low libido is one that I hear a lot. And I always call that, I don't love the word low libido. I really prefer like overlifed mm-hmm. because usually that's kind of a part of what's happening. For women, our biggest sex organ is our brain. And so if we're thinking too much, and I know you guys have talked about, you know, the monkey brain before and the prefrontal cortex. If you're thinking about your target shopping list while you're having sex, then you're not feeling the moment. You're thinking, not feeling. And a lot of women, we we just haven't been trained um, and I think a lot of men too. I don't know what y'all learned when we separated out in like sixth grade about, you know, we learned about pads and periods and I don't know what you guys were learning on your side of the gym, <laughs> but we weren't kind of told, Hey, it was, it was don't have sex. It was, you know, be good. Don't have sex instead of this is how you can have sex safely and wonderfully. Um, whether that's through, you know, masturbation or whatever, of course, Jocelyn elders was fired for that 
for that very um, suggestion. But breaking out of those old cultural beliefs that we were led to believe were so ingrained in us, you know, that that touching ourselves is bad. Or I remember my mom, um, boy, I'm all sharing all kinds of personal stuff today. Uh, my <laughs> mom, I remember saying, what would you do if I got pregnant? I was probably about 16. She goes, well, we'd be very, very, very disappointed in you. I was like, ow, there's nothing worse than mom disappointment. Like mm-hmm. I was like, there's nothing worse. I'm just not going to have sex for a long time because I can't handle the disappointment. And so, you know, not disappointment, but well, let's talk about that. How can we do sex safely if you're interested in doing that? And we really have a, a responsibility to the younger generations to promote sex positivity, sex healthiness, sex wellness. But that's what I see is these women that kind of have been dredged through the culture and society to believe that one, they're not enough or two, that it's only about the man's pleasure. And I had a 70 year old that told me one day after a well woman, I don't think I've ever had an orgasm. What does that feel like? And I thought, oh my gosh, you're 70 years old and you're just asking me this. And that's really sad that we didn't have enough of a voice as women at a younger age. And I, I'm assuming it's a lot of the same for the men to say, this is what I, I want to know this. What is, what can I do to do more? What can my body do? This is a, a right that we have to be wonderfully sexual. And, and we haven't learned how to use it yet. You mentioned earlier in the show that a lot of people reacted to the quarantine and COVID differently in terms of some people were having a lot of sex and some people weren't having any sex. What are you seeing now that we're, you know, kind of coming out of this? Are people adjusting back to how it was before? Are they seeing things differently? Yeah, it's interesting. There was just an article this week um, on Apple News that sexually transmitted diseases are on a five-time year, a five-year high. Um, because I think people are starting to get kind of back together. And so chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis, really, all the old ones are coming back out. And you know, I read also one time that during the pandemic, the glory hole came back into vogue up in New York City. And I thought, oh, so anonymous sex is better than than potentially COVID sex. So, you know, we made some of these choices. And then the tech sex really became big. A lot of vibrator sales and, and uh, sexual tools um, really kind of became big. What I'm seeing now is that people have really, like a lot of their life, have really simplified and kind of laser focused what they want now coming out of this pandemic, uh, what kind of sex life they want. And a lot of people I think are going to be branching out more, trying new things, maybe with just one partner, their, their spouse, or maybe with some new partners. But I think that we've had enough time to research and read and learn that people are going to start, they're starting to start getting a little more funky with it. When you've been cooped up for a year, <laughs> yeah. I mean, can, right? <laughs> you can really want to explore new things, go to a concert, <laughs> yeah. those kind of things. <laughs> um, certainly, it's going to have a lasting impact on a lot of areas in relationships and sex lives um, is one. Uh, we'll have to have you back on in, in a year or two to talk about the sexual revolution post-COVID. <laughs> See what's going on there. I think it's going to happen. We're already having a little bit of a baby boom coming up here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly. And, and history shows us that, that obviously pandemic situations just kind of turn everything upside down 
And uh, yeah, that's why you'll come back on in a year or two and we'll, we'll kind of see where we're at. Heather, thank Yo. you so much for, for sharing your personal story. We think it is so valuable for our listeners to hear that, that no one's perfect and there are things you can do, take action or things not to do that, um, that will help our relationship stay strong. And uh, so we really appreciate that. Uh, before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online, if there's anything you want to leave them with, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. Um, my website is heatherbartosmd.com. And on there, I have uh, five tips to get your best sex live by the weekend. If you want to, it's free. And I'm also on Insta and Facebook at Dr. Heather Bartos, B-A-R-T-O-S. And I would love to come back in a year or two and talk some more. Wonderful. We'll have the links to your website uh, on our show notes and in the podcast description. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14-day happy couple challenge. Uh, it's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, there are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com